0: This is HPR episode 2077 entitled Libanil.net and self-hosting for friends and family. It is hosted by Christopher M. Hobbs and is about 18 minutes long. The summary is, I talk a little about my network and how you can host services for your friends and family.
1: This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code hpr 15
0: This is Christopher Hobbs, and I figured I would record another episode. This time I wanted to talk a little bit about my uh, my little network uh, that I run for some of the community here, what I do with it, and what you can do to host your own network. Um, you have to forgive me with the noise this time. Like Ken, I do not edit my audio, so I'm helping him in lowering the bar for production, but got a bit of an allergy thing going on and I've got the windows open so you can hear the outside noise. Hopefully it's not too loud. Um, At any rate, I'll get right into it. So I run a small network uh, that can be found at libernil.net, L-I-B-E-R-N-I-L.net. I I need to find a new name for it. That name is actually repurposed from uh, a little group of friends and I Uh, from several years ago where we would get together and uh, work on programming projects together and eat food and Just generally hang out and have a good time But I had the domain laying around and I started to build this network, so I figured I would use that domain for the time being Um, I guess a little bit about the network at the top of the homepage I've got a little text blurb that says LibreNil.net is an island of pseudo freedom This project was established in order to pursue ideals of free software, free culture, ethically sourced hardware, self-hosting, and sharing with others. Generally it consists of personal content, though some community resources reside here as well." Well, that pretty well sums it up. I used to have an entire page describing all of the reasons I started it, but the basic idea happened when I started my own GNU Social Instance some time ago. Uh, that instance no longer exists, mostly because uh, I ran into some problems upgrading it and just didn't have time to keep up with it. But uh, for many years, I've been running my own little servers, if you can even call them that, in my home or in other people's offices. And, And at one point in a former life, I was a systems and network administrator for a very long time. And I've always found it useful to just have servers laying around that I can build things on or used to host little network services for myself. I also found that a lot of my family and some of my friends were paying uh, pretty good prices to use virtual private servers uh, in companies where, you know, other people owned the hardware. Uh, They may not necessarily be running free software if they cared about that, and uh, the cost was sort of disproportionate to what they were using, so I thought, well, Maybe I can host a few things for friends and family and help those people out. And it's gone pretty well. Um, there's other networks and services like this that are much larger. That Some of them promote self-hosting, some of them don't. One thing about self-hosting was Tilda Club. Um, somehow, I guess, using a terminal got kind of popular there for a little while and <clears throat> Maybe the idea of uh, small-scale computing, uh, for lack of better words, got a little bit of popularity, and the Club kind of jumped up, and it's people running their own little Unix networks with virtual servers and on their home machines. Excuse me. Um, and it's a pretty neat little pre-baked package and community of people. And then there's larger groups like uh, SDF.org. Uh, I was part of that community for a very long time, and uh, it is the I can say it's the one thing I miss when I decided to use nothing but free software. Uh, leaving that community was tough, uh, but they do have some proprietary software, or at least less than free software, um, and so I elected not to use their services. Um, when I left SDF, I had to, that's another reason why this exists. I had to find another place to host a lot of my things. <coughs> so lo and behold. This small network was built. Another major reason that I built it, like I mentioned in the little text bit, uh, is sharing with others. I really believe that sharing computing resources is a good thing and we should all be doing it in one way or another. Um, So a little bit about the hardware involved in my network. Uh, It's grown from a single machine to three dedicated machines and a couple of extra ones that Are not necessarily on the network proper at all times. So, uh, the first machine is a little shuttle computer that has, oh, maybe a uh, maybe two gigs of RAM in it. Let me hop in and I'll tell you guys. And it doesn't have much for a hard drive. It's still using spinning disks, and uh, helps me start the host name right. Let's see you... <clears throat> All right, this machine we call Summer Night, and it has a single-core processor. I believe it's a two gigahertz processor. It's only got two gigs of RAM in it. There's really not a lot of disk space. Um, it is, yeah. It's only got a. Uh, 150 gig disc in it, I suppose. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, 250 gig disc. Um, but this is the main machine on the network. I, I traded some uh, records, some vinyl records, to a friend for it, and it actually works quite well. Uh, this was a machine that was considered to be useless or trash or uh, not something that would ever be in production again, but lo and behold, it's been running DNS and XMPP for my little network for... About two years now, and it seems to work just fine. Um, after that, I have a little um, looking up the model number here. Think Penguin um, machine right now. It's not the Pocket Wii; it is the uh, the Penguin Nano. Uh, oh, I guess I should go back and mention that the the Summer Night, the recycled computer, is running Triskel Seven. Uh, the Penguin Nano, wonderful little machine, I've got it nearly maxed out, um, it goes by April Showers, and it is running Debian and Jesse, uh, its primary purpose here is to host, um, a couple of domains for some of my family members, um, I don't let people who are not family hop onto this machine very much, because I did not pay for it, I don't control it, so I leave that up to them, um. This is another good example of sharing your hardware resources with others. They purchased the machine, and I configured it and put it on the network, and it seems to work just well. The last sort of solid machine that I have, or I say solid, the last sort of semi-permanent machine on the network I have is a VPS I've just acquired with Tranquility.se, and that's Tranquility with two L's. Uh, I'm probably butchering his name, but Michael over at uh, Tranquility has wonderful service and wonderful response time, and I'm really enjoying using his service for a VPS to attach to the network. It has um, Debbie and Jesse running on it as well, and I'm going to butcher the name too, but the name for that machine is Eremit. Um, I don't speak Swedish, so you'll have to forgive me, but I believe that is Swedish for hermit. so that, that's the hardware in general, um, and I'm just using consumer equipment too. The router uh, that I have here in the office is a ThinkPenguin router with Libre CMC on it, and the router at home is just a, um, a Linksys router running OpenWRT. Both of those are running the, or or running open access points, uh, openwireless.org, and before everybody out there screams at me for putting servers on an open network, um, they're in their own VLAN, uh, and they are also locked down pretty tight, so I feel safe having the open network alongside them. Uh, And I would also encourage everybody to take a look at openwireless.org and consider opening up your access points as well. I suppose that's a topic for another show. Um, So I guess I could talk a little bit about what services I'm running uh, and who uses what on the network. So uh, across all three machines, some of my friends and family members have shell accounts where they can host their personal websites, or there's probably about a dozen users. They can host a personal website, or they just use it for file storage, or I don't know, trying out different programming languages, whatever they want to use a shell account for. Um, as I mentioned, we provide some we. A couple of people helped me work on it too. Um, <coughs> but Webspace is provided both with domains. Uh, my, I'm a member of a local lodge. I'm a Freemason in my local Masonic Lodge. Uh, their website is hosted on the network at Keylodge7.org. Um, my personal web space is there though there's not much to see. Uh, my wife, who uh, produces music, is uh, has her website, Carissa com, on there. Uh, the Affordable Housing Association or Affordable Housing Authority of Arkansas, uh Aaja-inc.org is hosted there, so we have several websites that are hosted. Um, I'm running Prosody with an XMPP server, and um, far more people have Jabber accounts than have shell accounts, but that's mostly by choice, not not my choice, but the end user's choice. So, I do give people um, Jabber accounts from time to time. Um, and encourage the use of OTR. We have several different XEPs implemented and everything's running smoothly there. Uh, We have had a couple of conferences, but um, people don't tend to use the conferences as often. They're more ad-hoc these days. There are a couple of IRC bots running on the network uh, keeping channels... um, keeping channels in order and storing factoids. Uh, there is an experimental Media Goblin instance at MediaGoblin.Libernil.net. Uh, it's closed registration, and only myself and another person are using it right now. I'm not entirely convinced I want to keep using it, um, but it's there for the time being until I decide not to. Um, in the future, I hope to host some game servers, maybe, maybe like a Doom server, like a free Doom server or BZ Flag or Mindtest, Test, something like that, that my son can connect to and I can connect to, and a couple of his friends can, and we can all play games together. Um, I'd like to host my own email again. It's been many, many years since I've done that, but uh, it's something I'd like to try again and hopefully not get blacklisted. Um, I would like to have some some sort of data aggregation service for things like uh, local weather and machine information. We're already running Munin on the network, uh, and you can see that at a... Um, LibraNil.net slash Munin, I believe. Yeah, that's the right location. And two of the machines are on there right now. I still have to get Aramit Aramit, uh, attached to that as well. Um, But more sort of, uh, I don't know, weather data. There's two physical locations for the network. Um, One is in my office that I lease in a place that we... Uh, politely called the Manor. Uh, It's also been called Neckbeard Manor and Freebeard Manor in the past. A few programmers have leased offices here, and it's an old Victorian home. Really nice place. So it would be neat to gather environmental data here, as well as from my home. Uh, There are a couple of non-permanent machines attached to the network at my home that handle automating of backups and stuff. Uh, The users generally do not have access to those machines, however. Um, beyond that, I uh, would definitely like to get a new name for the service or for the network. like to utilize maybe the dot space domain. I Haven't quite figured out that yet. Um, I would also like to set up a PBX with a couple of DID lines. Um, but those are all sort of pipe dreams right now. I have not really had the time to put it together. Uh, just things to consider. Uh, once in a while we also have little community events. Uh, they're not necessarily under the name of LibreNel, but because the users are generally local friends and family, uh, sometimes we get together for different things. We recently had, I say recently, last year we had a crypto party, which was a lot of fun. Uh, this year I would like to organize a uh, FreeDoom LAN, um, which is another reason why I want to get a game server running. But uh, it's good to get little events organized and get people together, especially, so they can see the hardware they're running on and uh, make more use of it. Um, that's, that's pretty much it for the network, and the main reason I wanted to make this podcast is to sort of uh, demystify or, um, I don't know, encourage people to self host the, uh, it's not that hard, and I, I do have a lot of experience in uh, network and systems administration, but it's really not that difficult. It is a little time consuming, but usually once you set stuff up, it just runs. As long as you have good backups, everything's fine. Uh, so I guess the big question then is just how do you pull this off? Well, first you need to find a machine somewhere can be, I mean, in my case, I just described a few minutes ago what Summer Night is running. It's a single core rig with two gigs of RAM in it. It is not a fancy machine at all. Uh, you could dredge something like that out of a dumpster. Or you could um, use a Raspberry Pi. It's not totally free hardware, but it's doable. Or even better, a big old bone black. Get a machine, and then I would choose a good Uh, GNU plus Linux distribution to use on it. Um, I personally like to use Debian. You use what you like to use. Uh, It's an excellent way to learn about configuring um, a distribution. So go ahead and install your distribution on there. And then, if you can, acquire a static IP address from your um, from your ISP, if that's possible, I have a business account in my office, so I'm able to get static IPs. But if you don't uh, set up dynamic DNS, um, uh, DynDNS.org is where I used to do that. Um, I believe Afraid.org might still do f- uh, free dynamic DNS, and there's several other uh, locations that uh, provide let's see, that provide dynamic DNS. So. Um, from there once you've got that set up and you don't have to go totally crazy with your DNS uh, like what I've done I've, I've got uh, secondary DNS in Sweden and up in Chicago um, it's not the best practice in the world but you can't operate without a secondary DNS for a while and if anybody's setting up their own self-hosting I would be happy to provide secondary DNS for them um, so once you've got all that done you're pretty well set. And you can start putting uh, putting your own network services on there uh, and maybe host a web page or host a game server or host a chat server. There's projects like Freedom Bone and Freedom Box that make some of this a lot easier for you. Um, but a lot of these services are just as simple as installing the package with your distributions package manager and configuring it and telling it to go. That's about it. Um, So, yeah, that's all I can think of for my network and how to get started. If anybody has questions, uh, I'll put my email address and my XMPP address in the um, show notes. Um, If you are self-hosting and you want secondary DNS, reach out to me. I'll be happy to try and host that for you. Uh, If you need a Jabber account, let me know. Uh, Or if you have any questions about getting started with self-hosting, let me know that as well. I'll be happy. Uh, to help. And the last thing is again, I want to encourage people to record HPR episodes. I am uh, doing this easily with a Rockbox uh, enable or with Rockbox installed on a Sansa Clip, uh, and it takes no time at all to just sit down, explain something, write some show notes, and upload it. Uh, it's super easy. Uh, please uh, contribute episodes if you're a listener. Thank you so much for your time and enjoy the rest of your day.
1: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, back.